All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Uh, mean Gene Principe. Gino, how hey, are you doing? Jason, yes. Yeah, I was just thinking of that cover, not mine, <laughs> but the Surrey Cogliano and Ethan Morrow. Yeah, we had Ethan on last week yeah, on Who Is yeah. It Wednesday. Yeah, I, I listened to parts of that, and I remember that coming out uh, and thinking, wow, I would, you'd never, well, no one would ever ask me to be on a cover. Uh, the cover was a local one with my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, we were actually in bed together, but as much as I've been around television for 36, 37 years. It was amazing. We were in this sort of blank studio uh, with an air mattress, and they had this white, almost styrofoam backdrop. And I was like, I should know this kind of stuff. And look at it. They've made it look like we're... In fact, I said to my wife, I go, oh, my God, they're going to come in our bedroom and shoot. She goes, they're not going to do it. And, you know, they're not going to do that. She was like, we've got a lot of stuff to put away before they come in here. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, uh, this is not... This is closed. There's a, there's a reason there's a lock on our door. And, uh, uh, but we ended up uh, at a studio and it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, uh, who, you know, I thought when we did that cover with my wife, who's a city councillor, it would be me holding a tennis racket, a soccer ball, uh, you know, football and her in sort of a business suit with a briefcase. And they said, no, no, this is what we got in mind. And, uh, um, yeah, sports and said, go for it. So, uh, it was, uh, it was quite the buildup, should we, shall we say, to, to doing that. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh man, like your buddies. Cause I remember I, when I got invited to your 50th yeah. birthday party, it's honestly my favorite. Cause, you know, Brian Benning was there, but there was a lot of your other childhood yeah. buddies there. Yeah. And I sat and had beers with those guys at the table. Yeah. And God, like, well, there, anything when you have a close group of friends, yeah. like it was just knife after knife. And they yes. had all these fun stories yeah. and pictures of a young yeah. Gene Principe. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It that was, was awesome. you know what? And my buddies were so, uh, Excited to see, uh, you know, guys like you and I invited some other uh, media types because, you know, they're like everybody else. They're Oilers fans or sports fans. 
and they love the opportunity to to sort of mix and mingle with with people like you and uh yeah it was a blast my 50th that's the last time that i threw up when i wasn't like <laughs> ill from something medical uh it, it was funny because i i actually don't yeah, you drink. don't really. I, honestly, yeah. I don't think I'd ever seen you. And, yeah, like, but uh, it was just like honestly, I thought I was watching the movie Old School. Right, <laughs> it, was and it was just like Gino, right. all of a sudden, Gino's like, "Yeah, bring it on." Yes, oh, it's yeah, yeah, so that was funny. at the end of the night. Uh, much of the crowd had left, and I was outside. Uh, <laughs> nah, sorry, kids, don't try this at home. I was outside dry heaving, and my kids, <laughs> my kids, you know, they'd never seen yeah. me drink yeah. to like adults. to this, oh, and they're God. like. They're like to my wife is like, is he okay? <laughs> my wife's like, he'll be fine. He'll uh, be fine. So yeah, that's your dad. Yeah, yeah. that's it, yeah. Don't do this. Don't yeah. do this. Is your because yeah, your your oldest son? I think at the time was like twenty. Yeah, yeah. He would have been uh, four or five. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. So they were. I mean, they they weren't kids. Kids, but uh, but uh, they just hadn't they hadn't <laughs> seen that uh, before. Yeah. And uh, no, and and it was great that you showed up. And I know you had a very good fiftieth birthday. When when I turned fifty, uh, a few options. Um, you know, you let's say you go away with just your family, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe you have your kind of extended family, right? Yeah. Parents, cousins, or do you have a big party? And I thought, you know, what? I'm fifty years old. So many people have been involved in my life to get me to this point professionally, personally. And I thought, let's try and invite everybody. In fact, yeah. I invited like Peter Shirelli, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I invite, cause I started inviting a few of the Oiler people. And then I said, well, let's invite them all. And, and it's funny, Gretzky, who you know is a wonderful guy. For about two years, he's, he's like, hey, I can't make your party. Sorry, I can't make it, you know, because, you know, he was busy, couldn't make it. So it, it was a great night, uh, despite the way it finished. <laughs> so let's go back. Well, we'll get to the older stuff in a second. But uh, we take back to, to a young Gene Print. When did you, like, did you always want to be in broadcast? Did you always want to be in sports? Like, when you got out of high school, was that your goal? Yeah, I would say, you know, uh, a lot like uh, a lot of your listeners and you, Jason and, and Connor. I mean, I grew up loving sports, playing sports. I would say in some sports, I was above average. In some sports, I was below average, you know, just like kind of OK. And you'd have some good games and not so good games. But certainly soccer was was mine, the one that I loved the most. I also played a lot of hockey and volleyball and basketball like in school. And um, I was trying out back when I was 16 or so there were no actual indoor soccer facilities uh we used to play in the gyms and then bubbles started to become something and i tried out for the u16 provincial team at commonwealth stadium and i got cut and went you know what i don't know if i'm going to make the italian national team so maybe maybe i better try covering sports i'd always loved it and i would have been someone like your listeners who would have found not only the content on TV or radio, but the people who spoke, like John Short, for example, who I know you have done wonderful work discussing John's legacy. And uh, for sure, I grew up, uh, you know, in high school listening to John and remember how nervous I was to call him. So I had a love for the game and a love for the people who called the game. So I said, well, let's let's try broadcasting. So, you know, I was I graduated in 85 and and uh, or 84 and then spring of 85. I started at Nate, which you're familiar with. And uh, in 87, I was off and running. You know, I worked uh, I worked in Kamloops, Lethbridge, Grand Prairie, Winnipeg, Toronto, came back to Edmonton uh, at A Channel. And then uh, October of 01, I started at uh, Sportsnet. 
well, you guys had the games on A Channel. We did for for a short period of time. And now, when you were back in Winnipeg, you hosted kind of like like you hosted as you were more on the desk. Yes, that, right? that's. I think uh, I, I can't speak for you, Jason, but I, the guys in the group that I went to school with, guys or gals, there were two things that you wanted to do back then. You you wanted to do play by play, or you wanted to do a late night television show that was packed with highlights because that's kind of was the the end of the day people are done and that's where you would sit and watch a half hour of hockey highlights or football yeah. or baseball basketball and so on so those were my my sort of two loves and uh that's kind of what i was doing up until when i moved back to edmonton and got into the the live events being a host on site and doing the six o'clock sports. And then in, I did three years of that and a channel was, was kind of sliding out of the rights. That's when Sportsnet was sort of coming on board and really becoming a major player. And, uh, for a while there, I was in limbo. In, in fact, uh, the, the day nine 11 was the day that I, I basically worked my last day, uh, the night before I'd kind of given my notice. Okay. And uh, I remember going to Millennium Place uh, and uh, talking to the late, great Dave Semenko about Ace Bailey. And we spoke about the sort of sports connection that was happening uh, in one of the most tragic incidents ever. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I was a late night host and loved it and applied for jobs and didn't get them uh, at national networks. And so then I, I kind of... Stuck my tail between my legs, came home, and got a chance to work for the Edmonton Oilers or with the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Um, so you come over. What did you find? What was the biggest challenge going from being a guy on the desk to being live host? Um, you know, I think the biggest challenge was no teleprompter, <laughs> you know, because we, we got to the point where you start to just rely on that. That's, yeah. it's, it's, it's there, and you, and you use it. And it's funny because there's so many important people back then. We used to do it manually. Um, I think in, 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 uh, there would be someone, it wasn't you, so it'd be somebody else. So depends on the person, their, their speed, right? Like, I think what they would do is they would spin it, roll it like they would read it. Yes. But the way you, oh, your speed and yes. my speed and Connor's speed be three different speeds. <laughs> there were some times where you're kind of like, okay, hurry up or slow down because he was going yeah. or she was going too fast. So then when I came here, we had a teleprompter at A Channel, but of course at the games, we didn't. And it's it's been wonderful to just just talk. You know, you don't need to, to read a specific script or if you do get something that you have to read, you can you can massage it, maneuver it, add to it, drop something just the way you want at that moment. And I kind of like going live because if something happens and it doesn't go right, it's done, it's gone, and, and you just you move forward. Uh, Gene Prince Bay joins us on uh, Who Is It Wednesday. And, you know, a lot of Oilers fans, uh, you know, you, you've, you've, become, you've created a real uniqueness about how you do the games. Uh, anybody that knows Gene, like, you're just a naturally upbeat person. I think you're, you're definitely more on the, uh, the glass half full, glass three quarters full type of guy than, than it is the opposite. And you like to have fun. It's supposed to be entertaining. Like, like, it's pro sports. It's, we're, we're not, you know, curing cancer here. Yeah. Right. And so, I, you know, there's lots of people that, like, a lot of the puns are off the cup because I, you and I did some lacrosse games together. Yeah. That was and, fun. And, and I remember the first time you threw to me because, you know, we went through the, you know, the rundown, whatever. But Gene doesn't tell you what he's going to do. He just kind of, and now we talk to Jason Gregor, like you do it once. I'm like, yeah. okay. And then all of a sudden we're about to, and you throw up there. And of course you throw in a little chirp line yeah. and I'm trying not to laugh <laughs> as it comes to me right now. Just, that. And that's when I was like, all right, Gene just does this live off the cuff, like boom, boom, boom. And so 
obviously that's a skill set that you've developed. How do how do you get better at it? Like yeah. how did you get to the point now where you can think that way? Because something you come up with stuff. I'm like, how the hell is he thinking <laughs> yeah. that one? It's pretty funny. Yeah, and well, well, yeah, I think it's practice. You know, it's it's so it all. And I remember working with you on the lacrosse, which was a, a ton of fun. I oh, love I hockey. That. Oh, I love. Lacrosse, I love hockey. Man. Lacrosse was amazing, right? Because you. I remember the first time the producer goes, "Get out there," and I'm like, "Get out there and do what? Go interview him." And I'm like. In hockey, you don't go on the ice. Yeah. Uh, there you go on the field. You go run up to the goalie. And so I, I, I love the accessibility yeah. that, that lacrosse uh, provides. I, I think it's just practice and you start to get a certain mindset. Um, you know, I talked about John Short and I remember uh, my first pun with Robin Brownlee, who's another, you know, friend of the show who, uh, you know, leaves behind a legacy. Wonderful what you're doing for Sam and, and family. Um, and we were in Detroit, and Chris Chelios had said some stuff about Gary Bettman. And I don't know why, I just at the end of it, I said, Piers Chelios, who's Greek, is fed up, right? And you know, Robin, he kind of went, mm. he just sort of grunted and looked at me. Not his style. Robin was <laughs> oh, a journalist. Oh, God, yeah, Bronte. Robin was, yeah. Like, it's yeah. funny, though, off of the stuff, he would laugh, but yes. yeah, I could just see it. But on air, he, he, yeah. that, that's, you know, nowadays, uh, and we have them too, insiders, Back when Robin was working the beat, there there really weren't maybe Bob McKenna. There really were no insiders. Like it wasn't yeah. really a role, and he was the insider. I'll yeah. never forget when he broke the news that Doug Waite was going to be captain. Yeah, Glenn Sather was so mad at him, <laughs> and you know Robin he he stood up for himself. Yeah. He's like, I've got this story now. People at home uh, uh, watching or listening, you wouldn't believe that the story didn't come out till the next morning. Yeah, because there was no. Real avenue yeah, it's in the paper, to like release you, it. Yeah, that's you know. Good. And now, I mean, it, it seems not just twenty five years ago. It seems like one hundred and twenty five years ago. And uh, so that was kind of my first pun. And uh, yeah, it just kind of started. And then your mind starts to to think and and work like that. And and you just you do it. And I think, as I said before, with people, puns, good or bad, are good. Right. The more they groan. The more you kind of, yeah, you're like, I got them. Yeah, I got yeah. them right All when right. they grown. So yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's been a ton, uh, a ton of fun to to sort of find a niche uh, that has if if it hasn't worked for me, it, it's kept me employed and still having a blast here after 25 years of covering the Oilers as a host since '98. Gene Prince Bay is our guest today on Who Is It. Wednesday, uh, so, you know, your, your listeners would certainly recognize. I remember him once telling me, he goes, you know, I started, I was the age of the players then the age of the parents. And when I got to be the age of the grandparents, I thought maybe it might be time, uh, to retire. I'm, I'm kind of in between because I'm running into lots of parents now who are, you know, they're younger than me. They got an 18 or 20 year old kid and they're 46 or 47. Yeah. I'll be 57 in March. So I'm in that, I'm like a tweener between, uh, father. And I hope I get to grandfather, but it's, you know what, as you know, it's a wonderful, especially being Edmonton and area kids, there's a certain uh, specialty. Not that I wouldn't enjoy a job in Ottawa or Vancouver, but to to be at home and do this, oh, yeah. it's uh, it, it sometimes it's hard to exactly explain how enjoyable and how lucky you feel. No, it makes sense. And, yeah. you know, right now, you know, you're in a diehard hockey market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't even say this facetiously. Like if, if we had, you know, there's obviously McDavid and there's Drysdale and there's big name guys, but 
Gene Prince is probably well more well known and more recognizable. You're on TV all the time. Yeah. You know, people see. You know, not a lot of people get to go to the games. I think that's a lot of people forget sometimes. There's a small percentage of lucky fans who get to go to more than one game a year, right? That's just how it is. And so, you know, lots of people are like Gene's their their first connection yeah. to the orders, and you're on the pregame, and you're on during the intermissions, and you know all that stuff. And so there's. There's really a connection. Um, you're, you're able to bring the fans. And I know lots of people watch it like, well, I want to watch the intro. Just see what Gino's going to do today. Maybe it's going to make me groan. Maybe it's going to make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever it's going to do. It, it, it's kind of funny. Um, which is one of those intros that you look back on? Like, like is the Todd Father your favorite? What's like, what's your favorite intro? This might be a I, I hard think, one. Yeah, the Todd Father, as soon as he got hired, I was like, you know, being Italian, yeah, watching yeah. The Godfather, uh, and tell Jason there's no Godfather four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, <laughs> oh God, he had you though. Was, I remember you. I know. I was me, like, like, wait a minute. I'm you're like, listening. I, don't you're like, I oh, felt so non-Italian. God. I'm like, how did I miss Godfather four? Right. <laughs> he uh, was so we, adamant, like Strud. There's no Godfather. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, now that's that. He'd be a favorite. good salesman, able to do that, oh. selling people on Godfather four. Yeah. When they hired Todd McClellan, I thought. Okay, the Todd father, this is just too, too, too natural. Good. And luckily, uh, at the time, the Oilers had actually won four straight. And, uh, so, you know, again, um, kind of read the room. If they'd lost five in a row, I'm not sure the Todd father would have, uh, maybe not the right time or yeah, place yeah. to do it, but they'd won four in a row. And I love that one because, because it incorporated other people. Uh, a good friend of mine, David Burt, yeah. who uh, is in the military. He, you know, he played the trumpet. You know, we had the bicarino, the, the shot. Yeah. And he had, the, you know, we just looked very Italian. Like we were sitting, uh, you know, on, on 95th Street, Little Italy at Spinelli's, yeah. you know. So that, that's one of my favorites. Certainly wearing the hot dog one is kind of <laughs> like, I, I think just wearing a hot dog costume, I could probably stop at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, on live TV. Uh, I've always enjoyed, uh, there have been a few because over the years people have been injured and, you know, one of my kind of favorites is having someone there and pretending to be a doctor and saying, you know, take two of these and call me in the morning, you know, and then going into, uh, oiler injuries. But what's happened over the years is that A, you don't find out what injuries are. Yeah. And B, they've become more taboo no. to talk about. And so someone might think, oh, he's making fun of the fact that, uh, Darnell Nurse had, uh, I'm just kidding, a broken arm or something. Sure. Like, yeah. so that one is kind of, but I always, I, you know, I, dre- I, I dressed up as a doctor on TV because that was an old line. You know, I'm not a doctor, but I do play one, one on, on TV. TV. Yeah. Drake so, Ramore. Yeah. So the one, you know, uh, the one I do kind of regret that got me, uh, in trouble was, <laughs> was Drake, um, Kajula. Uh, I did an opening. He was with the Oilers. They played an afternoon game in Dallas on a Saturday. Okay. And Drake had two goals. Yeah. And he went on the first line with McDavid. And again, this is one of those, when he does something, I'm doing Drake, you know, on the first line bling. Uh, and I, I'm trying to think of the, some other Drake songs at the time that I okay. was able to. So I went out and got like Drake looking costume and I put on a, a wig and, um, no blackface. Uh, of course I wasn't that stupid. Um, but, it didn't go over well, and who got well, mad? Well, I I think my main boss did, and oh, I think okay. part of the problem was um, that it wasn't so much. Again, in the old days, you would do something and it'd be gone. Yeah, it's history. Well, what happened was our people put it in the overnight loop. It ran in the morning, and I think one of our big bosses, after probably seeing it ten times, went, "Okay, so." I didn't know yeah, how so much. So he shouldn't be mad at you. He should be mad at the people that kept running. Well, it. that's that's you know it's 
kind of true, yeah. you know, in that if we had just run it, it was done. Yeah. It was done at 7.01 for a minute. We're finished. Um, so he was pretty good about it, but I remember we moved on to Buffalo, and he said, you know, I don't know. We haven't had much uh negative feedback and so which told me it was more just him yeah and and that's fine he's the boss he has that right to to feel that way and uh i asked him a couple of days later i go on a scale of one to ten where would that have been he said ah about a five and i thought oh okay five's not i thought he's going to say an eight or a nine which now you know what ten is for sure sure. you're see you later okay um so that's the one i regret and certainly nowadays i'm i I do remember and, and and you know I remember wearing a Donald Trump mask when uh, he, his inauguration. Yeah. Um, and I, I talked about how Cam Talbot built a wall, you know, and the orders were trying to trump the wild. Oh, and, I remember. Yeah. And uh, like how there's no chance, A, I wouldn't think of it. B, I, I wouldn't get on air. I, could, I might get on for 15 seconds and our producer would take you off. Right. So that times that was 2017. So yeah. times have changed and that's OK. That's OK. So I, I got to change as well with it. Yeah, so you got to kind of follow certain uh, certain thing. Now, for are, sure, are there are there players that the that you've enjoyed interviewing? Because you know they kind of maybe you can see the guys who have a good yeah. sense of humor, yeah. and you know, and and everybody's you're going to have a different rapport. I've covered the the team. Yeah. You know, there's certain guys you just have a better rapport with, yeah, right. And you might have a better rapport with B, and I might have a better rapport with C. It just happens. But are there certain guys where you're just like, okay, you know what? This guy, I can, we can have a little bit more fun with. Yeah, I, I think that Ryan Smith was one of those guys okay. that I certainly felt like you could have fun with. I would say present day, certainly Zach Hyman is a guy. But, you know, Jason, it, it's because, and I'm like someone watching or listening here. At the end of a game, the Oilers have a win. I feel like everyone's in a great mood, right? Yeah. And, and, and they are. But uh, oftentimes, if I think I'm going to try and do something funny in a post game interview, I'll try and pass it by the guy because, you know, nothing worse. Yeah, then it just falling. It falls flat. And mm-hmm. he's uncomfortable. I look like more of an idiot. And it's just, it, it kind of breaks that rapport. You work so hard, that friendship, that working relationship yeah. that you've worked at. Suddenly, just kind of, you know, uh, it's terrible. Well, it's like you're giving them a warning because then they actually have a better chance, have a better yes. reaction. And sometimes they'll say, no, like, for example, when McDavid's birthday, 26. When he turned 26, he had two goals and assist in San Jose. Yeah. They won. I was like, you know what? I think in this case, if I ask him, because I got him a card and a piece of cake, if I ask him, I th- he's probably going to say no because he doesn't want more attention. Mm-hmm. But it's a card and a piece of cake. I, there's no, like, this can't be harmful. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Hey, Connor, you know what? It's your birthday. Happy birthday. By the way, I had a chance to get you a card and, and, a, and a piece of cake, right? And he, he kind of s- smiled, which was, which was great. He was about a step off camera and he put the cake away. He was, it was carrot cake. Yeah. Uh, what? He didn't eat carrot cake? Jeez. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't eat it that night. But, mm. you know, uh, he, he was, afterwards, he, he said something like, you know, uh, thanks. You're kind of always, not always thinking of me, but something to the effect you're always thinking of the players, sort of. And yeah. I thought, wow, that was a nice thing. For him to to say, but otherwise, I, I try and be careful because what I think is funny and what I think a viewer will think is funny might not be that funny to someone who's just finished a hard fought game. Uh, Gene Princeby joins now. This one might be difficult for you, Gino, but uh, in in twenty five years, has there ever been a player that it just became crusty with? Yeah, you know, I, the the one time I had a run in uh, actually was with Larry Murphy. 
uh, who worked. Uh, this was when I worked in Toronto. Okay. And uh, Larry was get was was a high priced uh, player, yeah. and who was getting booed a lot. And they said to me. Uh, that being global television back then, we had the rights. I did some hosting, but I was more doing intermission interviews and, okay. and features. They said, interview him. So I interviewed him, and I asked him about that kind of stuff. And I think anyone who knows me, I'm not a hard-hitting journalist, but I thought that's what they wanted. So I asked him that. Well, the next day I saw Cliff Fletcher, uh, and <laughs> Cliff was like red, like red as these walls. He was so upset with me. Really? We're a partner. How could you do that? And I was like, Cliff, I thought that's... I thought that's what was wanted. So I ended up going to talk to Larry a couple of days later, and he was cool. He goes, yeah, he goes, you just caught me by surprise talking about my pay and getting booed. And I'm like, afterwards, I thought about it. I thought, yeah, what, like, what was I going to get out of him as a partner at that time? Yeah. Probably wasn't overly fair. But, you know, with Euler players, um, you know, Dustin Penner was a challenge because he would you you discuss players that don't let you off the hook right they yeah. don't let you just make a statement or ask some like well they say that well you know well, who's who, they who's they yeah. right and so he was uh, challenging but so it made you sharp though yeah. like you had to be like okay let's get this right let's get the question in make some sense out of it um Todd Marchant when he first uh, or when <laughs> I first showed up he was the angry little guy and and that's okay that's how he played he needed a chip that was, on his that shoulder that was part exactly yeah. there's a smaller guy who, uh, you know, became, I remember him signing a six year, $18 million deal with Columbus. Yeah. Todd Marchand after a 60 point season. So he did well. And I still see Todd uh, yeah. uh, once in a while, Ducks. of course, bump in, uh, to him. And, uh, he was, uh, just kind of like, not like Dustin, he, but, but you were always a bit like on your toes to make sure that this went right. Some guys, if you say something a bit wrong, they'll, they'll play it off and, or laugh it off, or just kind of go through it. Where I thought with him, he if I say something, it, it might not go the right way. But you know, people always kind of wonder who you know who is that guy. I don't have that guy because the hockey players I've dealt with here and really around the NHL, I I try and think of uh, players uh, or coaches, and they're all quite nah. quite quite nice. Yeah, the the only ever real serious like George had a misunderstanding once where he was fuming at something, but it wasn't even me who George said LaRock? it. George LaRock. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was hilarious. Like we laugh about it now, yeah. but uh, like at the moment you're just like, oh my god, he's gonna murder me. Like George's <laughs> pretty big dude, and like I remember having my mic flash and I just slid my hand down, just like it's the only chance I've got here if, if it gets to something stupid. Oh, right? oh I see. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Because yeah. uh, wow. somebody had said something wrong, and, yeah. and and I think one of his friends had interpreted it wrong. So you know how it is, sixty yes. years. Yeah. And by the time it gets to him, but George came around like. And he was being, and I didn't even know he was talking to me at first because I'm like, "What are you talking about, George? Like, I didn't say anything. Ah, I heard you said this." And oh, then yeah. the little JJ Bear comes oh. right over. It's like you got the wrong guy. So <laughs> we laugh about it later. But the only guy who ever really had an issue was with Belanger, and I, and I don't oh, regret Eric Belanger. Well, because I came up with the Belanger triangle, oh. which is where offense went to disappear. Yes, he just didn't he, really like it. But you know what? He was one of the few guys that I met like away from the rink. Yeah, I just didn't like him. Yeah. So it was yeah. mutual and that was fine. But, yeah. you know, other than that, most other guys have been great, but he's the one guy. Interesting. And so, uh, I was always like, nah, well, that's fine. Yeah. What? Hey, one uh, guy out of all those oh, uh, yeah. decades. That's, sure. that's pretty like, I'm good. sure there's guys that didn't like me. I just didn't know about Yeah. It, so you didn't know about, about it. You know, I will credit, uh, players in the organization we, we deal with on a very regular basis is I'm sure there's times that they're like, I don't want to talk to that, that guy or that gal because they wrote this or said this, but they're always out there. Like if you ask and you need someone, They'll whether it's today or tomorrow, they'll they'll get you yeah. that player. I, I haven't seen anyone go, 
I'm, you know, I'm not some of the things we've seen with Larry Brooks, for example, in New York or other media people where they go, I'm not talking to you. Well, Stratty, I remember Stratty told me when if there was a guy I didn't want to talk to, he would just one word every every question. Uh, was that was the way word. around that it. That was his way. Like, yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. And then the questions would move on. That, that reminds and I, me. I remember after he told me once and I caught on, I watched it. I was like, Ooh. and then yeah. the minute that guy would leave the scrum, Stratty, of course, you know, Stratty. Yeah. Hey, because he that yeah. was funny. I'm like, Stratty likes That's everybody. Great. But that was his way. That was like, a great you know ploy. Yeah. I don't like it. So it'd be like a guy asked a question. He's like, no. And didn't follow it up with anything. <laughs> just no, like because the question was kind of a yes or no question, right? So right. It gave so me that's how we answer. Yes yeah, no, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we deal with so many people. We, we. I, I wouldn't say we're on our best behavior, but we're more into making friends and enemies. Sometimes you, you know, my role isn't to be overly critical. Yeah, there's uh, a very different role for it's sure. A different. We all have different roles, which is great for the market because we don't want everyone no. to sort of be doing the same thing. Uh, Gene Prince Bay joins us at Team Forty. Hey guys, my mom works at City Hall with Karen. She told me that the Principes are genuinely some of the <laughs> nicest people she has met from uh, Crouch. I thought you would like that one, Gene. That's good. I like uh, that. Yeah. That is good. That is, uh, that is uh, quite funny, Crouch. Who wrote it for you? That's what I want to know. Who wrote it for you? That was, uh, that was very good. So, of course, your, your wife, Karen. How, how was it? Because, you know, you, now you're, you were on the trail a little bit helping yeah, her when she, how yeah. was that for you? Um, you know what? It was, uh, it was actually fun. Um, I met my wife in Winnipeg in yeah. 90, we've been married 26 years, I think, 27 almost. And so um, she's kind of sacrificed uh, yeah. uh, some parts of her career and certainly sacrificed a lot of family time. Her whole family is in Winnipeg to come to Toronto and then come to Edmonton. And so she made sort of my life our life yeah. um, with never a, never a complaint to me. So it was a chance to, to give back. Yeah. She deserved it. I wanted to help her in any way that I could. Um, it, you know, it's fun because I'd end up talking about the Oilers more than the politics, <laughs> uh, which was fine Which was with probably me. better, right? I was just saying. Way better. Because, like, going into sports, you're like, yeah, okay, but it's sports yeah. at the end of the day. Like, politics, yeah. man, that's a whole different level. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and nowadays, the way politics is, it's, it's, it's sort of taken on even, even Sadly, more. Yeah. Yeah, it's different than it used to be. So um, I, I would just knock on doors for her and put up signs and wave signs on busy streets. Uh, just anything, any way uh, I could provide some name recognition. And, you know, she she worked at it. She ran in 2017 for City and finished third. Um, she ran uh, in the provincial in 2019, finished second. And uh, we, we both sort of went, you know, I, I think you should give it one more go, right? And uh, so I knocked on, we knocked on thousands of doors uh, leading into the 2021 election. Uh, and uh, she won. Yeah. And uh, I'm very proud of her. Uh, she's a great human and a great mom and a great person. And she really wants to help people. I'm not saying everybody agrees with what she thinks is right. That's what's ah, great about our country. We all agreed. It'd be boring. Yeah. So, uh, but it was fun being on the campaign trail. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy it. Uh, you know, sometimes someone would come up to me and, you know, ask about taxes or, and I'd be like, ah, you know what? Sorry, but, uh, she, cause we used to, a lot of times we would, uh, campaign together or near. Yeah. So if someone had a really hard hitting question, I'd say, Hey, listen, she's like four doors over there. If you want to talk to her, I'll send her back here. I'm here just kind of to, to help pass promote on a the pamphlet. Name, yeah, yeah sure. promote the name. So if you want politics, She's the one. I'll get her to come over here. But people were, I would say, out of 100 people, 99 were quite nice, even if they didn't necessarily agree with what she stood for. Um, yeah, people were 
quite kind. Not too many slam doors, uh, a few here and there. Uh, I don't know if that was because it was me or it's because I was just somebody at their door. Or the other thing I'll say is we, we door knocked. It was kind of towards the tail end of the pandemic yeah. uh, where people actually were kind of almost excited gl- to see something. Hey, I'm talking yeah. to a human being again. Yeah, they yeah, were. They were fair. in that stage. Of, you're you're bang on because the, no one was knocking on their door. Yeah. And if they were, they weren't answering it for a couple of years. Yeah. This was an opportunity to go, hey, someone's at my door. Who is it? You know, especially when they would know I'm not I'm, I don't need any money. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just here to promote. This uh, person who's and, my wife and hopefully your counselor. Uh, you only look a little sketchy, so not to, not, not too <laughs> yeah. bad. Uh, yeah, you, weren't, you weren't like the person, they're going to come back and rob me later. They're just casing <laughs> the joint out. So so that's good. But a few times, I must say, I, I we, you know, people would have their like cameras on their yeah. doorbells and I would like look at something or do something and then they would send a note on Facebook to her. Who is this person? It looked like they were looking and I'm like, oh, no, no, I, you had like a cool saying on your door or I was taking a photo of it to show my buddy. So there were people uh, that were kind of freaked out. <laughs> Just because I wasn't very good at understanding the uh, the, the doorbell system. Oh, jeez, yeah, the, yeah, the cameras at the doors. I guess that's a whole new thing <laughs> you have to uh, to worry about. Now, um, what advice would you give to uh, to young people who want? Because you know, radio host is a different element. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the, the most important skill sets to be a live host? Uh, I think uh, listening is is incredibly key. It's amazing how many things that are are said, and I find. Uh, when we're at the in the rooms in the morning, I love listening to the players. Even if I'm not interviewing them, there's so much information. Uh, for this example, this morning, Chris Knobloch, and I hope I get this right for Chris's sake. If you're working on everything, you're you're working on nothing. Yes, and, very true. And, and I thought, how true is that? You know, you 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 coach your son, I coach my daughter, and you go and try and work on seven things. Let's no, say, it's and you're impossible. like, you're not gaining anything. Yeah. So listening is a is a real key because we're we're listening to people who are professionals, professional coaches, professional hockey players, professional general managers, and I think to be yourself. And and I would say that you may not be yourself right away, but at some point, yeah, find out who you are, yeah, find like out who that. you are, and and be that person. I wasn't me when I was 25 years old on TV, like I was just trying to be who I thought I needed to be to to have this job and potentially get the next job. But then in time, you just become yourself. And I think that's what I would say to people. You don't have to rush it. It doesn't have to be on your first day, but at some point figure out who you are and then be who you are with whatever you're doing. How would you rank your soccer skills today? Ooh, they are uh, diminished. (laughs) I I would say sometimes I practice with my daughter's team and I'm like, woo, I wonder if they think I actually could play at one point. Um, I I played uh, over 35 and 45 till about four or five years ago, kind of into my early 50s. And uh, and then I stopped playing and coaching and I still miss it. it. What were you? Striker, uh, I was midfield. midfield. You know what? I was I was kind of tall for soccer, so oftentimes uh, when I got older, I would play in the back because I was a bit slower. When I was younger, I would play in the front. Okay. When I was a kid, I was short and I played in the midfield. So right. I, I like them all. But for me, Jason, like uh, I, I love driving by a hockey rink. But when I drive by a soccer pitch, I, I I don't even know how I can explain how I feel. It's just calming that field of dreams approach where I had so many great. Yeah, moments and memories, and how a kid that just dreamed that he would spend his life on a soccer field uh, still gets to do it in in a different way. At the time, I envisioned it as a player, uh, but for me, it's just the most calming, sort of peaceful uh, utopia, I guess, when it comes to uh, sports and and just me as a person. So, would you want to 
like do hosting on MLS or, or you know Premier League or anything? Like, would that I, be ideal? Like if you got to say, okay, you know what, I get to choose for you. And I know that you love working at home, and so yeah. I'm not saying you want to leave Edmonton. But yeah. if you got to do kind of like your dream job, what what role would it be in soccer? Well, I think what I back in the day when we uh, Sportsnet like we're we're obviously heavy hockey and heavy yeah. baseball, but there was a time we did a lot of soccer mm-hmm. and a lot of Canadian soccer. Um, in, including the women when they had the big tournament here and the men on some of their shorter trips to the World Cup and qualifying where they didn't make it. And I love that. I love being on. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss on the sidelines because for me that was me you know that was me i wanted to be that guy and and so it was as close as i could get i didn't i didn't really want to do soccer play-by-play because you're up you know you're up in a in a booth x Mm. amount of rows or floors up i wanted to be on the sidelines because that's that's who i was when i was a kid so it was it was kind of a chance to to live out that dream in it in a in a different way at a much older age but still thinking I love the game and I love to be around it. So which, and maybe you've already been, like what's the soccer stadium that you want to go to that you haven't or the one that you really wanted to go to and now you have? Yeah, I haven't. You know, interestingly enough, I've been to some in the MLS. Uh, I want to go to San Siro. I want to go to Rome. I'd love to go there. And uh, our schedule is kind of not conducive uh, because the soccer season is sort of played out during the hockey season. There are opportunities to go late August, early September, and that is we're in fact uh, attempting or interested in going to the Euros next summer oh, in nice. Germany. That'd so that's uh, you know a family experience that we'd like to have. Uh, but for me, yes, yeah, soccer. Now, you will know, Italy? Will they get into that? They, they are in. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they actually qualified. They, they actually again? did qualify. Oh, okay. Yeah, barely, but they made it. <laughs> Darn Macedonia. Um, uh, but the other thing too is Italy does have it in 2032 again. Oh, so wow, my wife, dude. we're trying to we're trying to plan this. Uh, 2032 should be my, my expiry date for broadcasting, okay. just broadcasting. But we're trying to plan this Euro trip. Now, listen, uh, I know what I do for a living. And I, would you go on holidays, uh, early June to mid June? I don't think so. Cause you're, you're kind of thinking yeah, like, well, well but the, you know what? Well, ta- are we talking like circa 2007 to 2016? Yeah, no, no, you're right. I mean, no problem. Yeah, yeah. But yes. But, right, but right nowadays now, there's like, is there a chance you're yeah. playing in June? Yeah. I can't book anything. So I said to my wife, I said, Karen, you know, I think you need to book for you and the three kids and then let's sort of see what plays out. You know, if they're in it, A, I think Sportsnet would want me to be there and B, I'd want to be there. And if they're in it and win it, then you're asking three, four days later is, 
hopefully a parade. And after that, I'm free, hopefully. But until then, I don't want to commit to anything until I see what happens with the Oilers. Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 2032. They're hosting um, with Italy Turkey. Hosting, yeah. With Turkey. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, hoping you, I can you, make you, it. Yeah, you have to plan. So, well, and th- when they host, wouldn't it be in July? Yeah, it would yeah. be. So you're kind of looking. It's usually kind of mid to later June into into July. Okay. So by that time, honestly, I, I, I kind of joke that I would like to retire when Connor McDavid retires. I, well, I that's more intense. He's going to be here. Well, a lot, well maybe not in Edmonton, but he'll be here a lot longer. Yeah, I think he's going to play longer than, than, yeah, than I, someone's going to want me to broadcast. So <laughs> we'll see if we can stretch it out and match. Now, uh, knock on wood that he stays here his yeah. entire career. As you mentioned, if he were ever to go somewhere, then that, that would be a, a, a less of a vibe for me. But I would love to interview Connor McDavid for a last time, be my last interview, literally mic drop. Thanks, Connor. I appreciate the last 18 years. I'm out. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Walk away. I wonder what your, uh, well, you'd have a lot of time to think about. Uh, I could just imagine. You'd have to end with a pun, though. Well, I would have to. You'd have to have something. I would, I would, uh, I mean, yeah, at that point, I'd have to finish like that. So we'll have to see. But, I mean, he's one of the great guys in the game. And I I think one thing we've seen, and you talk to him often uh, after the sort of official media availability, he's wonderful with you from what I have seen. He has time to talk to you. He discusses things, some neat things that you want to talk to him about, McDavid. Yeah. I think that's one of the great evolutions of not only a player, but of a person. Yeah, oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, we, we've had, uh, as you get to know any player, sometimes, like, you can't talk hockey all the time. I don't yeah. want to talk hockey all the time. So there becomes different things. Like, Ryan McLeod's dad coached him, so he's always asked me about my son's hockey because great. I coach my son. Yeah. And he's just always talks about how him and Michael, you know, they played together at times yeah. and stuff. And so... He really enjoyed it, and, and so he. Good night, uh, everyone. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, walk and, uh, away. And McDavid uh, is, is I definitely my son. Yeah. He's just like always anything, talks about how like him it's and Mike. hard to be eighteen and everybody's on you yeah. all the time. Like yeah. I wouldn't, as as great as it be to be the greatest at something in the world. Mm-hmm. I think there comes a lot of you know things that you don't necessarily recognize. And Connor's naturally an in, he's like he's naturally an introvert. That's what he is. And that doesn't mean he can't talk right at all. But um, he, he, there's been a real big evolution in him for sure. I love it. And I, one of the things I see, and, and you see it a bit in person, I see it on the road because there's always kids around, right, that yeah. that they have this life-altering moment available yeah. to them. And I, I see he really realizes that now, yes. I've noticed, and he goes out of his way to – you get that five seconds or ten seconds to a kid, it makes such a huge You know what, Jay? I, I think it would – at 18, he maybe was like, ah, you know, uh, he, he would do it but maybe not as often or not as comfortable is a better way to put it. And now, hey, how you doing? You know, fist pump, and he'll spend that 30 seconds that kid's got for the next 70, 80 right. years to enjoy. And I, I love that uh, about something that people will see it, but when you see it kind of a lot and not everything is shown yeah. in front of the camera, no, it's a wonderful story. It yeah, yeah exactly. You're right. Uh, one last one. Uh, Raider Jesse wants to know, are you wearing blue or red when you go to San Siro? Oh, I'm wearing blue. Blue Viva? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm right. wearing blue. Tell tell uh, Raider Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing blue. Tell him. All right. I yeah. guess I just told him, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gino, thanks so much, man. I know you're super busy. We've been trying yeah. to hook this up for a while, so yeah. I really appreciate coming in on uh, Who Is It Wednesday. Uh, continued success. Uh, here's a real fun one for you. How long does the streak last? What's your, what's your game? Like 11 now. Yeah. The, the record is 17. Yeah. We Only talking, four teams have done 15. What, what do you, yeah, got, I was looking at that. I, I think that they get, they get right to 16 or 17. Like I think, cause I think 16 is Nashville. Right. Uh, 16 would be Nashville. Nashville. And then 17 would be Vegas coming out of the break. Right. So I, I think they get, to, I guess my answer is I think they get to the break with the win streak intact. With the win streak intact. All yeah. right. Uh, Gene. 
Principe, uh, our guest today on Who Is It Wednesday, of course, uh, your host, uh, the one you watch all the games on Rogers Sportsnet. Gino, as always, I uh, really appreciate the time. Thanks for that. Thanks, Jason, for the opportunity. Let's get to uh, Connor Halley, a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Of course, well, you better have your winter tires on right now or you're probably in a ditch somewhere. Well, not only will they change your tires, but also they got uh, high-level mechanics can fix all the problems you need. Book it in today at FountainTire.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.